I literally had a person come up while I was doing push-ups and say, I hope your husband treats you very well. And then like kind of walk off. I was like, what is happening right now? (laughs) I mean, could you feel any more weird after that? It's just crazy. No, no. I jumped up and I was like, I'm totally happily married, but I have to know you. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella and today is going to be super fun. I'm here with a woman named Sarah Jones who founded Introverted Alpha to help smart introverted men attract women naturally. Her work has been featured on Cosmo, Business Insider, and a number of other places. And while she's known for helping men use their strengths to attract women without having to use tricks or without having to be something they're not, today Sarah has agreed to talk to us about both genders and help us learn how to attract the opposite sex, yes, but also just make more friends and more connections in real life. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Ella. So happy to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here and joining me from San Francisco, one of my favorite cities on the planet. What's the weather like today? It is rainy and a little chilly getting into fall, believe it or not. I can't believe it, actually. I'm still struggling. It's still, however, one of the best cities that America has to offer. So I'm. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So, Sarah, the reason we started talking was because I actually had an email from a listener. This listener said, I just moved to a new city and I need help making friends. Help, help, help. And I was, and and you had reached out to me right around that time, Sarah. And then I, I had this thought that it's not just about when you move to a new city, but we've made ourselves so busy that actually in our busyness, a lot of us can actually find ourselves to be a little lonely. Do you know? what I mean definitely right like we don't have real connections so we might we might speak to it feels like dozens of people a day but some people find themselves lacking real connections and social media does not count p.s. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like in person. Nothing, nothing beats in person. I admit it. I'm one of the first people to let this go. And I realized because my job actually takes me out of town quite a bit. I realized I actually have very few connections in the town in which I live, which is insane. And I was talking with my husband about that a year or two ago. And we made a concentrated effort to actually go out and make connections, not even networking, just like friends that are yeah. right, you know, in our community where we live. Yeah, it's it, you know, I think one of the 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 biggest things that that I think I'm sure we'll be coming back to you and just like you pointed out is knowing that it's not necessarily just going to happen, especially if there's a lot of other things filling up our lives. So when we make a, a conscious effort and a commitment to do that, then then that that's when things can start happening. Well, and no matter what you're trying to do, whether it's make friends or actually network, nothing wrong with that, or whether you're dating, like, it's all like dating, right? You're still like, <laughs> trying to connect with people, trying to figure out if you guys have something in common. And then it, the worst is when you're trying to make couples friends because you might like one of them and the other one doesn't work. So you have to break up. It's very complicated. <laughs> I totally, totally know exactly what you mean with, you know, as a couple making friends with other couples, it's, it's a trip. It really is. 
Well, Sarah, tell us about you because I know, and I shared with your bio, I shared in your bio rather, that you actually help introverted men meet and attract women, which is the most fun job ever. Can you tell us a little (laughs) bit about you? Definitely. It really is a lot of fun. And it's fun because the men that I work with are really total sweethearts and so awesome. These guys, they're not just like sitting around doing whatever at home and not meeting people. They're ambitious guys. They're in great shape. They're doing this and that. Like they're really cool guys. They just haven't crossed this threshold of like being comfortable, being out meeting people in in a dating capacity. And as far as friends go, it's it's really mixed. So a lot of the guys that I work with have done great with that. And a lot of the guys, we work on that as well. Well, you very kindly agreed to elevate our discussion beyond gender and just talk to us today about meeting and attracting people. Is that right? People. Yeah. All people. And it has to be similar or else how would I be able to teach it, right? It's all based on attraction. And that's something that applies across the board. Well, I think this is important for some of the reasons that I've already articulated, which is I think we actually can make ourselves lonely and you don't realize that because you've created such busyness around you. Sometimes you don't realize that you're actually lacking in connection, but also just the way in which our society operates now, it's very easy to be completely isolated like you do work you do you do whatever you do but you're not actually connecting with people because I mean how much easier is it to text somebody than it is to pick up the phone and have a conversation with them I mean guilty 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 Mm. guilty Mm -hmm, (laughs) definitely all right so we're talking to everybody in a sense and I want to share some of your core principles but while we will share some of the general statements Sarah and I are going to get really specific so that hopefully we can share some tips that you can relate to no matter what your situation is. So Sarah, you ready? I'm ready. All right, cool. Okay. So your first principle is know what and who you want. Well, that sounds easy, but it's not always, right? It's not always. And it's not always for different reasons for different people. You know, the most important thing about you is what's truly important to you in terms of your values. Like, what do you want to be feeling, experiencing, investing your time in to where at the end of your life, you're proud and happy and satisfied or however you want to feel about your life looking back. It's a really good anchor to know what your values are. And I think like when we do that, we feel peaceful. We feel really at at, at peace with ourselves, I think is a hallmark of doing that. Well, so how do you actually really do this in real life? So when it comes to actually making friends, so like first step is well, what kind of friends do you want to make, right? So you probably have different hobbies and interests or, you know, different places that you go based on your values or places that you want to start going. Maybe your spirituality is important to you and you've been wanting to do that more. Like sometimes the things that are most important to your values are the very places that you're going to be meeting people when you go out with both of those intentions. I'm going to fulfill this value and I'm going to meet people in the process. Well, something that you said that really struck a chord with me is you said, what personality traits and signs go along with your values that are confirmations that it's either going to be a good fit or maybe a red flag? And so what I took that to mean was if you are, I I mean, okay, let me take, let me do a little sidebar here. Are you a shoe shopper? Like, are you into shoes? Slightly, not as much as many women, but I do appreciate a shoe. I am just super not. Okay. So please don't hate. I'm just not, and I'm not in love with shoe shopping or purse shopping or (laughs) shopping of any kind. Okay. But, but my mom, she was. 
go. And she will find, let's say five pairs of shoes and none of them will fit, but she will explain to me how, yes, this one's too tight, but I could make it work if I did X, Y, and Z to it. And this one's a little bit too loose, but you know, if I tape something to the inside, then I can make it work. And she will, I mean, it does not matter if that shoe fits or not. If she likes the way that it looks, she's going to figure out a way. She's going to be like, she's going to duct tape that thing to her foot and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So I think, and I'm not sure about men. I think women do this with people all the time. Really good analogy. You know what I mean? We're like, well, he's kind of a jerk, but I know that I can blah, 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 duct tape him. Right. Or, (laughs) or she is pretty negative, but I think that blah, 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 blah. And, and so using the shoe analogy, and again, I'm not trying to pick on women here, but it's what I can relate to in this case. I think that we try to make shoes fit when they don't and it ends up with some kind of stressful relationships or even a bad partnership intimate relationship well you know when when you were when you were talking about that there was something so clear that we could notice in our own heads you know if if we're saying this so you know yeah there's this sucky thing but there's this thing and I guess I could make it work so I think the 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 key is if we can just be self-aware when we're thinking about it, like when we're feeling through it and talking with someone is like, okay, how do I feel like I'm going to going in that direction, you know, where it just feels kind of tight and constricted and like, oh, uh, you know, just kind of like contorting into something that's not right versus, oh, I feel so good and open. When we're feeling really good, we can, we can feel that we feel relaxed, we're breathing well. And when we're not, we feel constricted. So I think one of the one of the signs that just doesn't lie about how we feel about someone is how do we feel in our bodies when we're with them? And that will tell us whether we're trying to duct tape the situation or not. You're really talking about values. And one of the ways that I like to think about this, when I, in my, in my business world, I uh, speak to business school audiences a couple times a year and I encourage them to think about themselves as a brand and it plays at the business school audience. Okay. So bear with me. And, and I'm like, you're a brand. What is your brand? Like, what are the three big adjectives that describe your brand? And honestly, that's not a horrible thing to do if you're out trying to make connections or trying to date or, or whatever it is you're trying to do is to really think, well, what is my brand? Oh yeah. You know, and what are the, what core values are super, super critical to my brand? And, and that might work for some people. And then some people might think it sounds very shallow, but the point is you're really hitting on your values, but it's an, it's kind of an interesting way to get there. Oh, I really, really love it because one of the things that is a fun crossover between dating and business is attraction. And then it also, of course, extends to making friends. So a lot of the concepts from one can carry over to the other. And and what I like about what you just shared is, is just having three big adjectives, like three big words. Actually, yesterday I was with a friend talking about clothes and she shared with me how there's three words that describe her brand quote unquote we didn't use the word brand but you know her style and so right there on the spot at lunch I came up with three words to reflect my style and it felt so awesome to just have like there's these three words that when I look for clothes you know something rustic something flirty and something chic. Those are the things that are three words I didn't even think could go together, but they do. And so we can do the same things tying into our values with, you know, not just like our clothes, which is the outermost expression of us, but what about 
our, our deepest values, like what are the three core values as, as if, you know, for a brand, I think that's really, really good. Well, I love it. Cause we're really maximizing the shopping metaphor, which is ironic. Um, <laughs> but it removes your, you don't have to think when you go shopping for clothes, you know what your three words are. And so it filters out a bunch of noise and a bunch of junk, but that's the same when you're making connections with people. Like one of my core values is honesty. I cannot stand a liar. I'm sorry. It's just a huge hot button for me. And yeah. I, and in myself as well. So I'm, I'm always going to push myself to be dead honest with myself. And it's not that hard to push myself to be honest with other people. That's a little bit easier actually. And, but that's just one of my core values. And so there are people I had to kind of take a break from, or ultimately walk away from in my life. Just people who didn't really, you know, align with that as one of my core values. So somebody else's core value could look very, very different, but if that's their barometer, it's sure going to help them, isn't it? In determining what, what kind of people to connect to and kind of relationships are worth their energy. That's going to be so helpful. Like think about how much energy that's saving you to know that honesty is it, it has to be there. If it's not there, it's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It saves you so much energy. Let's go to know the best places to meet people. Now, let's just keep this so simple and straightforward because everybody's going to have different places, right, Sarah? But what the general idea here is what? The general idea is that you really want to go to places that work well for you naturally. So you can pour your energy into those places rather than thinking that you have to meet people everywhere. So for example, I really love dancing, love yoga, and there's foodie groups and all these different things. So, something that, that you really like, if you like it and you really love being there, then you're going to be happy. You're not just like where you think you should go. Oh, like where do people go to meet people? People say this all the time. They're like, oh, I want to meet people, but I don't want to meet somebody in just some bar somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think you can take several different tacks. One is to force yourself into some kind of networking group or meetup. And I mean, I'm talking about the app, meetup app. In every city, there is a group for every single interest that you could ever have ever about anything. And what is the harm, especially if you can convince a buddy to go with you, what is the harm in flipping that open, scrolling through that and seeing when the next get together about any interest that you have is possible? I mean, and there are so many like free events in every single town everywhere that we don't know about because we don't try that hard but any like outdoor concert or even a race and if you're not into foot races or triathlon I can tell you right now that if you go volunteer for any type of event like that the money almost always goes to charity the money that those events raise so it's for a great cause and you meet so many people and the vibe is so good. That is definitely one huge suggestion is actually signing up for a race, like a 5k or a triathlon, uh, anything of that nature where you can volunteer and totally connect with people. Yeah. It's, it's really fun to, uh, to bond over doing something for a good cause. You know, that's a place where everybody's happy that, you know, everybody's spirits are high. It feels good to contribute. It's going to be a different vibe than bonding over like which cocktail is the best. You know, it adds an extra special energy to it. And I think that that's especially conducive for making friends because it's such this, this warm, positive vibe. Okay. So a couple more of mine would be, I want to say the coffee shop, just because I feel like in your local coffee shop, you're going to see people, um, on a regular basis, but also it could be totally creepy and weird because most people are sitting there doing their thing and doing their work and they don't necessarily want to be approached. So I don't know, mixed feelings on the coffee shop. What do you think, Sarah? That's like approaching when you are just out and about, but it is 
it, it can be a little hard to start off with that. So what I recommend, if you if you can go to places where there's already a group of people that are there being social, working on something together and a hobby, you know, going out with friends, meeting people through friends, those are often easier. And then once you're in the habit of that, then when you're at a coffee shop and you love her shoes, back, back to the shoes thing, you can tell her that, start up a conversation and you're already in your flow. Okay. That's a good point. And if you do do like the one-on-one approach in a coffee shop or something like that, I just think it's so important to pay attention to body language, right? Like you'll know immediately, immediately if you're paying any attention, whether somebody wants to be approached or not. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You can really tell. It's really important to keep keep your eyes open and honor that. And it's always simple stuff. You know, it's just a matter of like we've been saying all like all along, putting your attention there. So putting your attention on, oh, does she look like she would be open or not? Just like you said, you can tell, is she relaxed? Is her body language open versus like, is she in this crazy hurry or she looks tense? Okay. But chances are, if she is, then you're not going to feel inspired to talk to her anyway, because some of those signs we just automatically read and we already take social cues that influence what you want to do or don't want to do anyway. Okay, I'm going to keep sharing a couple places and I want to hear I want to hear more about yours, but yoga class has been an awesome place to meet people and no you don't have to be good at yoga. So, the reason <laughs> why and this is so funny cuz I actually think gyms are not great. So, I'll tell you why. So, yoga like everybody has to kind of gather before and then everybody kind of has to gather after and they're all completely chilled out and you got to put your shoes on and you got to dry off if you're doing hot yoga and so it's it's a little bit conversational and it's very communal so I actually think that's a fabulous place to meet people whether you're looking for friends or dates it doesn't matter and also you look just disgusting when you're done so everything's up from there it's like all upside (laughs) all upside okay but I actually Sarah I don't know about you and you're the pro here but I think Jim's not so good or at least approach with caution like if you're in the front of the gym so you're coming in or you're going out and you strike Uh up a conversation with somebody I think that's cool but oh my gosh like who wants to be approached while they're in the middle of a workout nobody Uh, yeah exactly it goes back to the body language thing too like if and and this is just like a body language as in is this person lifting weights right now if they are (laughs) let's not start a conversation (laughs) I had someone come up and talk to me while I was upside down oh my heaven's sakes. I was like, um, it's it's not an awesome time right now. Um, (laughs) painful. I literally had another person come up while I was doing push-ups and say, I hope your husband treats you very well. And then like kind of walk off like meaningful eye contact and then walk off. I was like, what is, what is happening right now? I mean, could you feel any more weird after that? It's just crazy. Weird. No, no. I jumped up and I was like, I'm totally happily married, but I have to know you. Who are you? And where, where would that even go? That's just crazy. Yeah. That didn't happen. Um, yeah. So be careful at the gym. That's my, that's my own personal two cents. Okay. So you said you like to dance and you like to meet people out dancing. What does that even look like? I mean, I love to dance, but I'm, I never get to dance unless I'm at a wedding or something or or in my kitchen. I'm so glad that you were in the kitchen, in the kitchen or at a wedding. There's all these other places that where people that are into different kinds of partner dancing go. So there's like, you know, salsa clubs, there's tango, there's 
blues, which is my favorite. There's swing dancing. There's ballroom even. So you can, all of these have a very different vibe to them, right? So the Latin dances are like more sexy. And, you know, you can just imagine how Latin dances are. That's how they I love Latin dances. And then, you know, ballroom has this whole elegant feel to it. So it's really fun. It's one of those things that I just encourage people to try it out and just just for fun to see if you like it. You don't know until until you try partner dancing. If you're curious about it, if you're not curious, whatever. Like, don't make yourself go. But if you're a little curious, you know, try it out. It's really fun. And a lot of times, what you'll find is that the the people that go there regularly, the people who organize the different events, they're friends. They've been friends for years. They hang out. They get. And sometimes they're really cool groups of people. They're welcoming. They love new dancers because you have to have new dancers to keep everything alive anyway. You know, every group is different, of course, but it's this really cool subculture, um, I suppose, that that is a really fun activity. And then there's really great people that that do it. Okay. And so a couple questions and they are, do you have to be good at dancing? Do you have to be a girl? And how do you find out about these places? Okay. So you don't have to be good at dancing because nobody comes out of the womb dancing. (laughs) I certainly didn't. Um, We all go through the awkward stage. You know, we all go through that stage and it's okay. It's part of what bonds you to get. If you end up doing it for a long time, everybody has gone through that. As far as you have to be a girl, no, it is easier to follow than lead, but it's still a challenge both ways. It's still a fun challenge. For men, you probably might want to go a little bit more lesson heavy. I was very learning on the floor heavy. So I was just learning (laughs) as I went, I took like two lessons. I was like, teach me. I don't know. I don't even know if that's like that. Okay. To do. I had fun. (laughs) I don't know. But guys, you probably want to take some more lessons so you know what to do, but you don't have to be flashy and crazy. Like I have a client who, um, who was dancing with, with this woman that they ended up going out later. It was like really fun. They had a great connection. And he was, he was saying, you know, she kept on saying how much she loved dancing with me, but I'm not a great dancer. Really. I mean, I'm okay, but I'm not great. There's other men there that were much better dancers than me. And I was like, that's the thing. It doesn't matter your skill level. It matters the connection that she feels with you. Right. And in terms of dancing, you don't have to already be good to do it. You can just go and have fun. I know couples that go together they have fun at some of these things it's just like everybody dances with everybody um it doesn't always have to like be this place to meet the opposite sex of course it's just like a friendly fun thing and the way you find it is you know this is how I started I looked up um swing dancing because I'd gone with a friend to salsa and my favorite part was being swung around (laughs) at that time I'm like well I bet swing dancing is even more fun so I went to YouTube looked up swing dancing, watched it. It's like, well, that's interesting. I was just moving to a new city. So I looked up a place nearby to do that. And I went and then I went back and then I went back and then I found out about blues through somebody I danced with. And that's how it happened. And you, you, you kind of touched on this, but you don't have to, you're not necessarily just going to dancing to meet people in the dating arena. If you're happily married, but you're just looking to connect and get out, that's a great opportunity too, right? Like it's not some big meat market. I know it's no, not at all. And when that's what differentiates partner dancing. So if you were like to go to like, you know, just like go clubbing, well, that's one thing, but partner dancing is a hobby. People love it. It's the passion for the dance. So no, it's, it's not, it's not just for that at all. Okay. Got it. Okay. So one more tip that I have in this arena, just from my own experience is, you know, you can meet people anywhere. You can meet them at the airport. You can meet them anywhere that there are people, but 
It's not always easy to approach. So something I've been using, honestly, since I was in middle school, how I met my best friend was I just made up a question. I didn't really have the question. (laughs) And I don't know if that's inauthentic or not, but it was just an icebreaker. So, I mean, you can have a real question, but if you can't think of one, ask something you already know. Like if you're in an airport and there's a super cute guy and you want to go make a conversation with him, then think of a question and just go up and ask. Nobody gets, you know, nobody gets shot for asking a question and you can, you can read that body language. (laughs) really really quickly to know whether you should just roll on or not but what do you think about my ask a ask a stupid question strategy you know nobody really remembers what the first thing was anyway like once there's a connection it's a good way to feel out what's going on go for it you know another way to start a conversation is to to just point out something that you like about them and this is easy for women to do with other women too you know this is probably how I start conversations with women is like if I notice something that they're wearing that I really like, that's my go-to. It's easy. Um, And then they say, thank you. And then you start a conversation from there. So that's, that's another way. What do you tell guys since you coach men? What do you tell men to do to start a conversation? Well, I tell them a, a few different things. One of them is to just say, Hey, I noticed you and I had to come say hi. So when they're interested in a woman that works all the time because it's always true It's always true. It's always genuine. A great thing that they can do if they are at yoga, for example, like we were talking about, or any kind of um, a place where there's a group that meets, they they can say, if they haven't been there before, they, they can tell her that and ask her how it is if they have been there. And, but this is for friends too. You can ask them, how it is there. Do they like it? What other studios do, do they like? And you just talk about that. Once you've been going a few times and you haven't seen them before, you can tell them you've been there a few times, you haven't seen them and that you're so-and-so. And no matter what the situation is, whether you've seen them, whether you haven't, whether it's your first time or you've been there regularly, you can always start the conversation by stating that and then asking a question or, you know, saying that it's, it's great to meet them. So then you just look like a super friendly person who meets all the new people. And that's true, but you also just really felt drawn to this person. And you can tell them that too. Like, I'm a big fan of compliments, um, but it always has to be like, I think it just matches different personalities too. You know, some people are more comfortable with giving compliments than, than others do. Okay, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Let's get to the last one really quickly here. You say, don't get caught up in expectation. <laughs> okay, this is what I mean by this is like both of your expectations. So so what you think of their expectations of you, just like we were talking about in the very beginning of the conversation of like knowing who you are and what you want, like it really takes some introspection. And if you're worried about, oh, am I doing it right? Or like, what do they expect me to do next? Then what you're losing is your own happiness and joy, which is the most charming thing that you have, right? So if you stay connected to, you know what? I'm here to have fun and have a good time. Every time my client comes back with a success story, he's like, I don't know. I just went there to have a good time. I just, that, that was my focus. I'm like, yeah, that, like, let's learn something. That is, that's what wins. You know, it's so much more fun than being worried about any expectations. So whenever you if, you, if you find yourself worried, like, oh, what are they thinking? Am I doing this right or wrong? You want to pay attention, of course, to the body language and like be, you know, with the program. But if it's not really working with this one person, you can move on to the next. So no one person's expectations, weird or otherwise, are, is really going to do, do anything 
for you because you can just go and mingle to, with whoever. Okay, so I think we do this all the time. I think we have good expectations or bad expectations, and therefore they're almost always met. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. too. That too, yeah. Like if you walk into a situation, you're like, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. Then chances are super good you're going to live out that story. But when you're confident and you aren't, you don't let fear win out because it's vulnerable reaching out to people. Again, friends, dates, whatever. It's There's all there's vulnerability involved and you can fake the confidence. That's 100% fine. That'll carry you through. And by the way, it's cumulative. So it actually builds up in you until you find that you actually have it. So go ahead and try that. But when you have that fear and you're expecting failure, just think what is the worst thing that could happen here? Like the absolute (laughs) worst thing that could happen here. And it's never death. Never. It's, not, it's right. It, that's, that's a really good way to think about it. It's like, let's just get real for a second. What am I really afraid of right now? Oh, listen, I've made an ass out of myself a million times, but I've also made some really good connections and some really good friends. And so it all balances out. But even when, even when you try to connect with somebody and you kind of like, Hey, and you like, you have your face all lit up and you're all friendly and they shoot you down with their body language or their facial expression or some kind of verbal zinger or whatever, all of that is survivable. You can absolutely deal with it. So that really is usually the worst case scenario. So I think we can get over it. What do you think? I agree, Ella. I agree. Well, tell us then, what is one habit you want us in this vein? What do you want us to try? We'll try it for one week. What have you got? Okay. So whenever you go anywhere to the grocery store, to yoga, to the coffee shop, to any of your errands, whenever you go anywhere, just notice when you first walk into the room, who do you feel drawn to? And just kind of be curious about that. Oh, I really like this person. And then ask yourself, what do you like about that person? So you don't even have to like go up and start a conversation right now. You don't have to do that at first. The first step is just being aware of who you like in your space. And it's a really fun laid back thing to do. Teaches you a lot about yourself. And that's just one step closer to then making that connection. Okay. That's easy. And it helps us build awareness, I'm guessing. It, it really does. And interestingly, like the more awareness you have about it, the more you know yourself and the more you know that part of yourself and knowledge about yourself, I've found is directly linked to confidence. So the more you know, the more confident you are, because it's not like this unknown, weird area. It's like, no, I know myself. I know what I like. And, you know, you can hear how confident that is. Okay. I think that's a good point. I think the best point about it is the asking yourself why. So who you notice and then making yourself answer the question why you notice them, because that can actually help you filter right away, right? It really can. Once you really pay attention to it and ask why, then you get to know yourself in that way. Okay. What is one resource that you love that you want to share with the listeners? Lately, I have really been loving Simple Note. It's this fun little app for my iPhone that is just like clean and beautiful. And it's just one of those little simple joys in life. Okay, Simple Note app. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Now, Sarah, tell people where to find you and what they will get if they seek you out. Sure. So you can you can go to introvertedalpha.com. That's my my uh, home on the internet. It's dating advice for men. Uh, that said, I have men, women, all sexual orientations, everybody on my list. And they love it because they feel like they get to learn how to 
feel more confident and really know what they want and go after it, which is like my, my whole thing. So just, you know, check it out. And there's lots of free gifts. I have a conversation guide. It's about 30 pages all on different topics. So that actually might be really useful for you guys you can download that. And I think that that would be a really good resource based on what we've been talking about today. Okay, cool. We'll link to that as well. Sarah, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thanks so much, Ella. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Catch you later. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.